Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Legends of the Hidden Dungeon. With your guide, Canary. And here she is now. Thank you, thank you so much. Welcome to Legends of the Hidden Dungeon. The rooms are filled with mysterious clues to the past that are protected by randomly generated monsters. Only Barry Oak knows about the legends hidden inside this dungeon. Which one are we going to hear about today? The Legend of the Secret of the Oaks. One of these teams will learn the secret. Will it be the Purple Pupper? I'm a dog that's also a man. That's a dog. Bark, bark. That's me talking to myself as a dog. The Emerald Elf. Hey guys, Henry here. Just trying to do my best and find out the secret history of my family's origins. Want some grape nuts? The Miami Dolphin. That's right, Miami Dolphins. His name's Dan Marino. I'm just pumped to be here. Like the 1984 Super Bowl. We're going to go fast. We're going to go in hard. You're going to give me the ball and I'm going to... Wait, really? I died right, like, right away. I died. The Crimson Conspiracist. Whoa, no way, man. Not me. Not playing this game, man. You can't make me play your game. Hey, take that camera off of me, man. Hand that off. Hand that off of me. The Piss Boy. It's Piss Man, baby. Or the Turquoise Twins. Power. 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 Oh, they're running right for the dungeon entrance. <laughs> oh, 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 dear. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, and these days slightly more of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard of the group. He's got a cover band, and this week's dad fact, we've talked a little bit about his eating habits last time. This time, we're going to talk about his sauce habits. Glenn Interesting. Okay. makes what he calls Rancho Bandito sauce. <laughs> his signature blend. Tell Uh-oh. me everything. No. Rancho Bandito sauce is as follows. One, buttermilk ranch, like ranch dressing. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Two, Hot sauce. Some kind of hot sauce, which he's still trying to figure <laughs> out. And he's not going to be the kind of guy who like has a hot sauce holster, but he definitely has like a cabinet in the kitchen that's 
just yes. hot sauces. Yes. And he, and he I was to, wondering who the hot sauce dad was going to be. And he fancies himself like a hot sauce gourmand. Yes. I think, didn't we talk about, I feel like we talked about hot sauce in like the second episode. Daryl Probably, and Glenn did. but that I was a while did. ago. Yeah. What is his favorite? Like, cause I have a friend who has a hot sauce dad and like, he's got like, there's always one <laughs> with like a donkey, like with a flame shooting out of its butthole. And it's called like old butt blower or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. What is, yeah. what is Glenn's favorite hot sauce in his collection? He has a hot sauce that's an artisanal one called Spicy Meatball. And it's like a cartoon of an Italian chef doing Italian hands. And it's like not a good hot sauce. Like it is like not at all <laughs> spicy. But it's just like he was like, yeah, this label's pretty just, cool, man. This is marinara. <laughs> it's, just marinara. it's just marinara sauce with tapatio. And it's called Spicy Meatball. I hate when I when I go to the grocery store for tapatio and they're like, we only have old ass blower. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> The boys will be really bummed hey at this folks, football game. We here at Old Ash Blower have been making hot sauce for oh, over a hundred years. My name is Matthew Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian upon entering the Forgotten Realms. I wanted to kind of just talk about like a really important moment in Daryl's life today, which is his first time. Going to Disneyland, of course, oh, is what God. I'm talking about. Dumb. Come on. It was Dumb. very wonderful. I hate every dad. It was senior year of college. It was right when they graduated. Carol was taking some time off before getting into grad school. Daryl didn't think he was going to be a Disney guy, but he had such a great time on Pirates of the Caribbean and everything, and they were going to stay there for a couple of days. They got the whole package. And yeah, the first day was just perfect. And then went, went like back at the to, Disney hotel and shit. Well, yeah, yeah. They stayed at the Paradise Pier. And then he also fucked for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Paradise <laughs> Pier, first time. This was about his first time. I knew it. I, I knew it, too. I smelled a rat the I... second you started talking. Yeah. Damn it. She took him to Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Splash, <laughs> took him to Splash Mountain. By the way, Daryl's pin is the room number that he screwed in at Paradise Pier. Uh, that's most of his passwords are those 69, digits. 6969. Yeah. yeah, they both laughed. They weren't going to do it, but they couldn't not do it when they got 6969 as the room number, of course. All What's right. everybody's favorite Disneyland ride real quick? I'm a Haunted Mansion guy. Um, Splash Mountain. Um, probably the one I lost my virginity on, <laughs> which was uh, the Jungle Cruise uh, and also the monorail. And then also uh, Space. Yeah, I fucked on everything. Don't ever go to Disneyland. <laughs> no, right. no, guys. I actually haven't been to Disneyland since I was very, w- w- was pretty small, pretty small person. Uh, quick tip. Use the app to get Dole Whip. All right. That's all. I still don't know what it is. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Will Campos. I play the fictional character Henry Oak on the podcast Dungeons and Daddies. Why he is that so is... funny? Because <laughs> we've done 40 of these, Anthony. Sometimes it's just that good to really remind funny. people. Like, I can't explain why that why calling him a fictional character is inherently very funny. <laughs> the people and names in this podcast are fictional. Any resemblance to living or dead, hippie nature, druid, crunchy munchy, Birkenstock rocking, hippie nature, druid dads is purely fictional. Henry's dad fact today. It's been a while since I did a classic. I did it a up classic, Henry style. baby. Classic. I did All it right. up Henry's favorite style. So we're going to open the- pointing a shot. Here we go. So uh, Henry, as you all know, is a rapper. And, uh, you know, I know that like I, we had some fun goofing on like that. Henry probably doesn't know a lot about rap, that he only listens to Hamilton. But he's into the indie scene, guys. Mm-hmm. He's on SoundCloud listening to those SoundCloud artists and his favorite SoundCloud artist. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh. is a thunderstorm. Oh, my goodness. I this is so upsetting. You know what's the best part of that joke? I'm just going to do a little commentary on my joke right now. All right. Is that you know the second I say SoundCloud, you know what's going to happen, and then I just drag you out for the rest the of it. The second you open your mouth, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Hello, I am the fictional person, Beth May, playing the real person, Ron Stampler, <laughs> emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun fact about Ron this week, and I think I might be sort of retconning a few things here, but we have a little fun <gasps> on the podcast in case you didn't know. We work know. hard, we play hard. As a treat. As a little treat. So I was kind of trying to think of what sort of started off Ron's not only interest in being a businessman, but his like confidence in business. And I came to the conclusion that, you know how like in high school's for track teams or like bands or whatever, you have to sell chocolate or sell. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that he got like the boxes of chocolate or whatever and then went home to tell his parents like, yo, I'm on track. I feel like he would be a track person. Like he wouldn't be fast, but he would just kind of zone out. Shot put. Yes. I was literally thinking shot. Yeah. Because of those legs. Legs aren't important in shot put. Yeah. And also you don't run as much as everyone else. It's like, that yeah. seems appealing. I feel like he's a good runner. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> what, what is it? That's another fact. A little free fact. Oh, fact. save one for next episode. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. He's been running so from his dad ever um, since childhood. So I think that he went home to tell his parents that he was like selling chocolate and then asked them if they wanted to buy any. And instead of just, you know, buying the few boxes that normal parents do or whatever, his dad, Willie, bought the entire thing with the plans to like upsell it somewhere else. And so like, <laughs> oh, and so like, uh, so like oh Ron went, God. so like Ron went back to the school and he'd already sold all of his boxes and he was really the proud of himself. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to unpack there. How did Willie do on those track candies? Did he flip uh, them? Very poorly. Very poorly. <laughs> Just ate them all he year. Melted in his Probably trunk. Blamed yeah. Ron for it. Melted yeah. in the car is the yeah. best answer. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anthony Birch. I guess I also play a fictional character, Beth May. That's yeah. true. And I am also your your dad. Hi, dad. dad. My fact today is that yesterday we recorded the first part of a two part crossover with literally my favorite podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. Hey, we're a podcast too. Come on. Hey, yeah, hey, no, so no, story yeah. break. Hey, story break. Come on. <laughs> That's what we get for never having him on. I said what I said. I don't know how to tell you. And uh, I was hoping. I was like going in. I was like, okay, well, as long as I don't admit that I really like their podcast and look like an asshole, that it'll be fine. And then I did that immediately, and I was like, oh, no, I'm an asshole. And I was like, okay, well, as long as they're not funnier than us, I'll be fine. And they're immediately funnier than us. I was like, oh, no. And then uh, as long as they're not really nice, it'll be fine. And then they were also really nice. So uh, it's just, just overall a big big so, loss for us and a big win for the listeners. <laughs> what a disaster that we made a great podcast episode with someone yeah. <laughs> who turned out to be super cool. Yeah. Wait. Anthony, have either of them uh, given somebody a kidney? Oh, oh no, I got damn. that on them. I'll email yeah, them back so. right now and be like, guess what, yeah. cucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and folks listening, you can expect that bonus episode dropping on our feed next week, this time, the 8th. Next week, we got bonus episode. Will and I are about to record a bonus episode with them, too. And so now that we know that they're, like, they're really funny, funny or whatever, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to be, no, like, super... going to be there with you, too. You so guys got can... the easy one because you got them on our podcast. You had home podcast advantage. Oh, yeah. Beth and I are walking into the fucking jungle. We've got to go improvise with the improvise. super... Improvise. going there, too. What are you talking yeah, about? Improvise. 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 Improvisation. Improvisation, which is not what I do. And then riddles, which is not what I do. I want to see a scene. All three 
of us are on a podcast okay. and we're bad at improvising. Okay, cool. Hey, what's um, up, guys? Welcome to my podcast. It's about yes, being and in a... Yes, and I am on the podcast, too. No, you're not. Fade out. Fade out's happening. Fade out's happening. It's called a podcast because there's always in the podcast. Is it currently for sale, To summarize, you were in Oakvale, and a couple of you had gone down into the dungeon to find out the secret of Henry Oak's backstory. Uh, Daryl immediately uh, died uh, despite his Dan Marino. Immediately is a little rough, a little unfair. Daryl died quicker than anybody else on record. Yes, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. And went back to the base camp where his body was. Uh, Glenn has been talking to Canary, trying to organize some sort. I don't understand what he's doing. I'm sure Freddy's playing some crazy long con, but apparently he's trying to like introduce fried food he's or something. He's just hungry and he wants to introduce these people to his Rancho Bandito sauce. Okay. Ron in the form of a dog and Henry in the form of slightly sexier Henry met a couple of goblins. I want to clarify that I did not say that Elf Henry was sexier. I just said he had elf ears and no glasses. Oh, that's no, I'm just making sexier. an objective judgment based on your subjective statement. <laughs> yeah. He looks a little bit different. It's just fact he would be hotter. The she's all that version would be a person without elf ears and glasses and they would take <laughs> off the glasses and put elf ears on and then now you're going to date the hottest guy in school. Yeah, Henry has a paint flecked one. Glasses off, ears <laughs> up. You've met two goblins who said that their boss is uh, in the dungeon somewhere. They were leading you up to floor two of the dungeon. And then back on the surface. Uh, Anthony? Yes. Did I level up in the <laughs> DD 1.0? <laughs> no. Dumb. No, you did not. Nor will you ever. Worth a shot. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's true. <laughs> Which is also about my hit rate as a level one character in this game. <laughs> Glenn and Daryl and Payton were talking to Canary. The Lord of Chaos broke away from the group, sprinted as oh, fast fuck, as they could, right. oh, and geez. leapt toward the entrance to the dungeon, screaming, Power! So, Freddy, because you passed your perception check, I'll give you one action at disadvantage because Lord of Chaos is a squiggly one. I want to use my action to jostle Daryl and be like, yo, yo, check it out. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Sorry, is the great. worst dad <laughs> so he does that Daryl looks I did spend some time really thinking about trying to save these little kids you gotta give me like slow motion replay like what by the time I turn because Freddie spent his entire action to show me that these kids are gonna kill themselves great thank you Glenn. no they're just gonna get really old which is gonna be awesome <laughs> how much time what what's happening are they like inches away can I do anything no, they're in midair. The only person who could have done anything would have been Freddy, and he did what he did. I turn, and as I see them, I make the sign of the cross. It's <laughs> 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 all I do. That's all he has left. And I go, dear and God, no. As they leap into the dungeon. You can see the cloak falls off of Lark's head, and in slow motion, he's like, God can't help you. <laughs> oh my God. I go sprinting to the hatch to see what I see. You are not fast enough. Lark and Sparrow oh land. My God. I cannot believe this is fucking happening. <laughs> the impact makes them fall off of one another's shoulders. Uh, so they like fall onto the step and for a second you can't see them because they're like beneath the lip of the dungeon hatch. I'm pulling my belt off as I run. What? Why? Because <laughs> um, I don't know how deep this thing is. Yeah. I mean, no, that's fair. That's hey, fair. I'm trying to save their lives is all I'm trying to do no, right now. Yeah. That's fair. After a second as you're running up, you see Lark and Sparrow stand up and they're going, oh no, oh no. <laughs> And they're like like wiggling and stuff like that. And then they go, just kidding. Ah, we're powerful. We'll never die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, nothing about them seems any different. They're like, all right, we're going to go save daddy. Wait. See you boys in a bit. And then they start Wh trudging down the dungeon what? steps. Oh, I go, stop, stop. Hey, hey. Mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like you guys are 
So like nothing happened down there. You guys are. Can, can, let me see your hands. <laughs> so, uh, you, watch, you, you watch as <laughs> both of them cl- very clearly, visibly restrain themselves from flipping you the finger, and they just put their hands up, like palms out, and they go, These are the hands that are about to go save our father from certain death. Abai! And they begin to descend the stairs. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I was so looking forward to 50 year old versions of those voices. That was the <laughs> only the frog thing. aged a hundred frog years last time. That was the only thing that was keeping me through this week was to be like, I want to hear Anthony's old person versions of Larkin Sparrow. Actually, you know what they do when they come back up and they're going like, well, it's hurting. They probably go like, oh no, we're turning old. We're so old. Taxes, politics. Blah. I gotta go to bed at night now. I I'm drink tired milk. I have a mortgage. Uh, so they're 27 now? Yikes. They're 27. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, they're, they're totally fine. Hey, Canary, what the hell's going on? These kids are not dead. Like, it was good. I'm happy about that. But <laughs> Canary's like, like, is that a problem? Is that something problem. you're it's not just happy the, about? The frog died. The frog didn't die. What? Aged a hundred years. He's probably like, still. I mean, yeah, oh, the but, frogs over there just chilling, being like old and like just hanging out on lily pad, being like, "Yep." <laughs> I just think you got to explain what's going on here because uh, the single base member we have went down there and is uh, totally fine and just walked in without getting hurt. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're. I well, okay. I, actually, one thing I do know is that if somebody goes in. This is going to sound misleading because this is almost certainly not the answer to your quandary, but it's something you should know (laughs) unrelatedly. But I'm pretty sure that anything that goes down there that's immortal, it doesn't change in any way. It ages, you know, 100 years, but it doesn't make a difference because, like, it doesn't have an an ultimate age, an age of death. It doesn't age. Um, Immortal? I don't think that's it. I don't think that those two kids are immortal. Maybe it's like how only Wolverine could survive the surgery to implant adamantium into his skeleton because, like, he already had the power that allowed him to, like, heal. You know, it's like maybe they were specifically, (laughs) like, formed. Glenn, you want to dip your toe? Maybe just, like, touch the board? No. No, dude. I saw what happened to that fucking frog, dude. I'm not about to be about that life. (laughs) I just feel bad. Like, they shouldn't go in there. It's dangerous. we can't follow them. Well, you can't follow Peyton's them. like, mm. Canary, what happens if I like stick my finger in? Will my finger age? Absolutely. Okay, I slowly start moving my finger oh in. My Which God. finger? My right finger. My right no, finger? My left- you psychopath, you have five on each hand. <laughs> my left, Not my for long. left <laughs> pinky. My left pinky. Okay. I start dipping it like I'm testing water, and I start slowly moving it to the boundary of the hatch. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. <laughs> So, uh, roll what dexterity, I guess? I, want, I don't want those kids to die. They might or not make it to you. Roll sleight of hand. Just sleight of finger. Yeah, divide your roll by five. <laughs> okay, roll sleight of hand. A little math joke for y'all. Keep still playing along. That's the way What old. would Dungeons and Daddies be without horrific Daryl hand trauma? I got an eight. So, you try to dip in with just your one pinky. But the shock of what happens to that pinky like freaks you out so much that for a second you like lose control of the hand that's like keeping you stable and your whole left hand just dunks <gasps> inside. Wait, who puts their hand oh. in hot water and then when it's hot, plunges it in? <laughs> I got to side with Daryl on that one. That feels like a, the opposite of a fire hot freak out okay, reaction. Okay, okay, okay. So what happens right is because he, he would like his right hand comes around and goes like, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he falls back, but then one of his feet goes no, in. No, and then you can do whatever you want. I'm just no, gonna, you're, uh, it's fair. That's fair. Okay, so what happens is just instead of just the little fingernail part of your pinky, the whole pinky goes in before you realize what's happening. Okay. Oh. And your pinky ages 100 years, oh. and it is now what? vestigial and dead oh. at the end of your hand. Oh, God, that's so weird. It's just like a... It's just, he has a 100-year-old pinky? 
Mm-hmm. Guys, do you think that Carol will be like more inclined to get a divorce or less inclined? Glad, <laughs> uh, don't go in there. Sorry. I think it's just like a bone. And then I tap it and it just crumbles into, oh, into dust. No, you don't get that out that easy. It's like an old, wrinkly, hundred-year-old person finger. hundred there are people that are a hundred years old, man. Yeah, Matt, you don't, don't like, just turn it yeah, yeah, but they're it's not 130 years. 34, 134. And let's be fair, Daryl's probably living to 60. So like so like it's another 60 years of riding. But yeah, no, it's definitely still on there. If you do anything forceful enough with your finger from this point on, then it'll come off. It'll be a dramatic moment. <laughs> then it'll come. Um, no, I break it off i break it off i go canary or wrap fuck? me up and i break off my old i'm not keeping this old this is disgusting glenn this is <laughs> horrifying goes, oh, no, i can't look at this anymore of you you should love every part of your body you are a beautiful shrine a temple <sighs> all right kids just uh go find your dad i guess that's what we plan on doing oh, god. Hi, hi, hi nine glenn why weren't you watching them oh god brutal <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh my god. i just got that yeah. Great job, Daryl. Uh, hey, Glenn, uh, good job watching those kids. Glenn puts a, a measured finger to his chin and strokes and goes, I think I screwed that one up. He strokes <laughs> his chin with his pinky. <laughs> Just gloating. Look what I can do. <laughs> Let's cut back into the dungeon. So the two of you are following these two goblins up to the second floor of the dungeon. Okay. You come into the second floor of the dungeon. So you are at the northernmost part of this room, and there are exits to the east, the west, and the south. All the doors are closed there. On the floor in front of you, basically on the south half of the room, are 26 separate tiles that all have different symbols on them. It seems to be kind of like worn away. Hmm. Are there any symbols or any writing on the doors themselves? If you want to investigate the door on the south part of the room, you could do that. There's like some dust covering what seems to be a message that was like recently like carved into it. Would we have to walk across these tiles to get to that door? They do go up to the edges of the wall. So you would have to either walk over them or like... Henry, if you take that stick and you use one of the bags or something, a part of your gear that's sort of fabric-y, you can dust it off like in a fairy oh, tale. Oh, that's a great idea. And just be like, this is what this door says. It's like a 10-foot Swiffer. That's what you're kind yeah, of after. Yeah, absolutely. Before we do that, though, hey, goblins, what are your names? One of them bows at you and says, my name is Jenny Ka. And that's from Jason Dutton. The other one says, my name is Damwuk Uskraul. And that was by Philip Cuvillon. So Jenny Ka and Damwuk Uskraul. Yeah, you can call us Jenny and Dom if you wish. Okay, I think I'll do that, yeah. Okay, Jenny and Dom, what can you tell us about this room? Do you remember coming up here? Do you know where your boss is? Uh, I think she must be on the... On the third floor. Oh, why didn't we pay attention to the... You should have paid attention to the password. I know I should have paid attention to the password. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 Jenny, Dom, it's okay. We're all in this together. We're all going to figure it out, you know? I just want to, you know, let's, let's all stay positive. The first puzzle to solve is the puzzle of teamwork. So, you know, this is But what like, about this floor? Well, that's the second puzzle. Now, if I count right, I see that there's 26 blocks here, and there's 26 letters in the alphabet. So I wonder if this is like we got to spell out some sort of message. Um, but first things first, these blocks look a little dusty. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that 10 foot Swiffer idea that Ron came up with. Great idea, Ron. Thanks. That's part of good teamwork. Like the first puzzle of good teamwork is how to do a good compliment. And so that's what, you know, you just got, you got to say nice things to each other. So th- great job, Ron, Jenny and Dom. You guys have wonderful names. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and dust off these, uh, these 26 letters. Jenny and Dom. Have got it going <laughs> on. When you say they have nice names, they turn a slightly more intense shade of green and they're like, oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, he's nice. He's nice. He seems nice. He seems nice. I hope we don't have to kill him. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. So uh, as you swift away one of the... So are you going to pick one close to you or one far from you? We'll start with one far, <laughs> yeah. since you asked. Uh, yeah, I realized now that I asked him, like, <laughs> sort of uh, uh, giving you a hint there. Why don't you just give me... I don't think this is in the D&D 1.0 rules, but whatever. Give me just a, a D20 roll just for, for luck's sake. Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I got a natural one. Oh, no. Okay, so with a natural one, you... Uh, die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just die. It's weird. You just get a heart attack. You're so ashamed. Um, no, the Swiffer comes down and hits the tile that you were trying to dust too hard, and the tile depresses into the ground, and a spike shoots up from that tile, like, really suddenly, like, six feet, just really, really sharply and really suddenly, and it happens so quickly that it snaps your ten-foot pole, the non-mage hand ten-foot pole, in half. So now you have two five-foot poles, one of which is on the other side of the room. Not to tell you how to do your job, Anthony, but wouldn't it be less lucky if it didn't trigger the trap so they thought it was totally fine? <laughs> Matt spends one goddamn podcast with a group of people that actually are funnier than us and really know how to play in D4 reels, and all of a sudden... Wow. Wow, Matt's throwing elbows today. This shit ain't good enough for us. <laughs> oh, yo, boy. Trying to up um, our standards. Well, that was surprising. Uh, I, I'm going to go Let's ahead hope and... that that was Z. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see a lot of Z words, so maybe that That's was... That's true. Yeah. Has the writing on this thing been revealed? With a one, let's say, to make it even more punishing, to make Matt view happy... Uh, let's say that the pole lands in such a way that it's blocking whatever the writing on that particular oh, one was. sugar. Could I use my dog nose to see if any of them smell different than the other? Oh, Ooh. nice, 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 nice. Hmm. Why don't you... Yeah, just go ahead and give me a give me a d20 roll for that, because why not? Pretty sure I'm not going to bother looking through the D&D 1.0 rules, but I suspect that use dog nose is not going to be a thing that they have uh, <laughs> Why would you for. think that? Have a little faith. I got a natural 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. There are three <laughs> rows of these tiles. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that all the tiles nearest to you in that particular row, none of them smell any different. The second row, the one sort of the middle row, the one that's one row away from you, you can tell that there are four tiles that smell different. And then on the third, the furthest one, because your natural 20 means your nose is very strong, you can tell that there are also four tiles. So uh, we got four in the second row and four in the third are row. Are they vowels? Uh, you can't tell because okay. you just smelled. How many squares, how many tiles are in each row? So in the first row, uh, the one nearest you is seven. Mm -hmm. The middle row is nine. Mm -hmm. And the last row is ten. Okay, so it's a QWERTY keyboard as I am <laughs> looking at my QWERTY keyboard and that seems to check out. <laughs> one, two, three, four, oh, five, man. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hmm. Guys, I'm getting a flash of intuition here. I feel like this is a giant keyboard. Because, you know, the rows, they seem to line up with, like, a keyboard. And there's been a lot of stuff from our world. Do you guys have keyboards here? I say this to Jen and Dom. They go, uh, uh, like a piano? Like a, like a music-making instrument? Uh, yes, almost, but a music-making instrument that writes words instead of playing notes. That's the dumbest. So the south door is blocked by these tiles. What about the east and west doors? The east and west doors are accessible. You could reach them easily on your own. Guys, I think we should maybe inspect these these doors a little bit. We should see what's going on in this room a little bit more, right? I feel like that's yeah. that feels like the kind of the thing so far. That's Henry using his missed intuition to know that you should look around and get all the clues you can mm, before you tackle a puzzle. This seems like a good old-fashioned missed puzzle to me. So I'm going to go take a look-see at the western door. Okay. Careful look-see. I'll go to the east one. 
But after you go to the West one so that, you know, we're not sort of on top of each other. That's true. We need to stagger our system here. So, Anthony, I want to remind you that as an elf, I have the ability to sense secret doors. So And regular I, ones. Is my Dordar picking up anything other than the <laughs> doors I see with my two beautiful eyes? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then I go to the Western door. <laughs> okay. So both of you are basically going to, I presume, sort of do a, like a searchy kind of like yes, check it so out quietly, carefully kind of thing. So I'm going to roll twice on a random wandering monster thing. So if I get a six, uh, a monster will show up. If I get anything else, a monster will not. So first roll, no. Second roll, Henry, you can hear inside the Western room, like a voice that's like, uh, Blair. Blair? Uh, <laughs> Blair. That's terrifying. Oh, my God. It sounds like the mummy. That, <laughs> that makes me oh, laugh yeah, that so they, hard. Like, ah. that, they, that they got the voice. <laughs> Thousand uh, your voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that kills me. It's so funny. Yeah. This week, researchers in England let us hear what a real mummy sounds like. Scientists were able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> From the eastern door, Ron, you don't hear anything. So with the second roll I did for the wandering monster stuff, a monster did come up. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that tile that the spike came out of, mm -hmm. basically the spike stays out for a second, and it seems like it's trying to attract inward, but it can't. And then you see a crab creature sort of scuddling <laughs> up the spike. It's a very large crab. It's a giant enemy crab? It's not giant. Uh, and it might be your friend. I, I like, haven't rolled for it yet. It might be your friend. It comes out and is like climbing up the spike and basically stands perched atop the very point of the spike. And now I'm going to roll to see how he feels about you. Massive damage, Will. You could deal massive damage. That's so a three and a one, which is a four, which means he has a negative reaction. Oh. And so the crab looks at you and goes, enemies! Ah! And like ah. clicks its, its claws and stuff. <laughs> and so it's going to, I believe, get to fight you because it sort of surprised you. So it is going to leap at Henry. Oh, geez. So they surprise you. So it means that the crab gets to go first and then we will roll initiative. It's been so long. Just for my own interest. So like in Dungeons and Dragons 1.0, like monsters, you roll on a table and they might just be like friendly. Yeah. So basically it oh. says in here that anytime oh. you meet any monster, you roll 2d6. Two to a six is they have a negative reaction to you. So D&D &D one is basically Undertale is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's actually a lot like for despite how brutal the combat is, it's a lot more likely to just be like, oh, you meet a couple of goblins that they're like, chill, which is exactly what happened to you. I was going to say, it's more like, you know, meeting strangers online where it's just like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. It's still a risk, but hey. <laughs> but sometimes you get crabs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Going to try to do a big ass leap over the first two rows. So another really weird thing about D&D 1.0 is that every single creature in the game does 1d6 worth of damage. Some of them have like more attacks to make them scary, but every single person just does 1d6. The crab leaps through the air, clacking its claws at you, clack, 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 and it slashes across your chest, and mm -hmm. it does one damage. Okay. <laughs> I have two HP. <laughs> All right. 50%. Ow! As you say, ow, you hear the thump of footsteps behind you of two very familiar, very fast-paced footsteps, and mm -hmm. you, and they go, Father, we have come here to save you from the, from the, the crab. Aha! What the freaking dink, dang, gosh darn, dilly willy heckin' shark tooth banana chicanery 
hootin' tootin' raspberry freaking fuck are you two doing here? <laughs> oh, wow. oh, he used it. He used, he I used bark friendly, like. <laughs> and they go, well, I believe we just told you, father. So I'm still getting attacked by a crab, right? So the crab's attack is over. Now the rest of you can go in basically whatever order. So I feel like I'm still mid-combat and I'm a crab just took half my health. So I don't know that I'm, I'm just wrestling with this crab. I'm like, I told you boys to stay up there. What's wrong with you? We heard it was dangerous. Can I just go pick up the crab with my dog muzzle and then shake it around like angry dog, shake it? Sure, roll a d20 and then try to beat whatever it says is the armor class thing there for an armor class of five. Okay. I got a 17. So armor class being five means you only have to roll 10 or higher is what it means. Yes, correct. Go ahead and uh, roll your damage. Four. Whoa. Jeez Louise. For every enemy you meet, it has a certain number of hit dice. I roll that many dice and that's how much HP it has. So this big ass crab has four hit dice. I'm going to roll four d6. Whoa. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's no joke. So it has 15 health. I probably wasn't supposed to tell you that. You do four damage to it, so you shake it around pretty badly, and, uh, like, one of its legs flies off. When you let go of it, it's like... He's got, like, six more, though. Fucking aggro Sebastian over here. The the famous seven-legged crab. Henry is going to channel his suppressed rage at his son's disobeying him, and he's going to grab the crab and try to... (laughs) He's going to grab the crab. The old crab grab. And I'm going to try to... It's like a surf move. I'm just going to try to throw it back into the spike that it crawled off of. Okay, let's just treat that like a normal attack. Give me a d20. I'm going to roll that bone. I got an 11. So uh, roll a d6. Uh, all right, I got three damage. Three damage. Okay, cool. So it's down and I to- I go, ooh, you kids are driving me crazy. And I throw the crab at the spike. It doesn't get impaled, but it hits it really hard. You hear a crack as the shell on its back splits into two pieces. When it lands back onto its feet or its, its little leggies, you can see that the shell is bisected in the middle vertically. And it's like, it kind of looks like it has two cool like shoulder pad pauldron things now. I know it's like a QWERTY keyboard, but if the spike- was on the letter C, then like the crab could have been under the C, you know? Oh. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Uh. Okay, so just reverse all the directions I gave you for the tiles, and then that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's canonically true. Yay. So we just found out that's this letter C, so we can now reverse engineer the entire board. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know where everything is. <laughs> <laughs> that's inspiration in D&D 1.0. Okay, so now the two goblins have an option to go, and they're like, ah, and they go, I, I, I guess so. You were nice to us. So yeah, let's do this. And so they both are going to shoot bows and arrows. That's why compliments help. Yes, that's, compliments that's help. you know, pay it forward. First one misses. The second one hits. Does three damage. It's down to five health. Lark and Sparrow go now. And they both have their sharpened sticks. They both each have sharpened They're sticks. They're dual wielding sharpened sticks. Yeah, dual wielding. They're both wielding two sharp sticks. And they look at each other and Lark says, remember, just like Glenn and Daryl taught us. And mm. Sparrow goes, absolutely, sir. <laughs> and they're both going to roll. Oh, good thing I made little fighters out of them. Okay, so Sparrow misses and Lark hits and he does four damage. And so this crab- We deserve some credit for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys get XP. Yeah. This crab is barely, barely hanging on. It's got like one little like like, uh, uh, limb that's still twitching. And so it's going to make a morale roll. And it fails that roll. So it just goes- And it goes back under the sea. Downward sweater, it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Take Take it from he. Okay, so you're now out of combat. 
and uh, your two sons are like, Father, we saved you just as intended. And they do the Final Fantasy VII uh, victory. Father, I the pay- remake came out. You played it for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Henry is pacing back and forth, beat red, his fists balled up, and he does a deep breath. He goes, <sighs> and then I sit down on the ground and close my eyes, and I go, one, two, three. Four, What's five, he counting for? Six, is he going to explode? Seven, eight, I hope nine, it is. Sparky curls up ten. next to Henry and uh, I heard that dogs make your blood pressure lower. Uh, you can you can pet me. Thanks, Ron. And I'm petting Ron, but like way too hard to pet a dog. <laughs> Just like, thanks, Ron. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> boys. If your blood pressure got high enough, you could use it as a sort of hemoglobin water mm-hmm. gun to okay. destroy your enemies. Boys, I am sorry that I lost my temper. But I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty surprised that uh, you came down here for a lot of reasons. For one, uh, where were Glenn and Daryl? Did I told you to listen to them? So what, what happened with that? Glenn seemed to be of the opinion that it was important to discuss culinary delights with Canary, our fair mm, host. Interesting. Uh, Daryl was next to him. These culinary delights have culinary ends. <laughs> Daryl was next to okay, and uh, I just I can we get on your level, boys? You saw what happened with the frog. Why did you think it was okay to jump into the cage? I don't. We'll get to why you didn't turn a hundred years old because I'm very relieved that that didn't happen. And honestly, that's probably keeping me from getting a little a little bit upset with you guys. So when you said let me get on your level, your kids go, oh, absolutely, no problem. And they immediately get back on each other's shoulders so that Aww. Lark is staring you in the face. Mm-hmm. He says, well, quite simply. We're special! We're special! And he and Lark hug each other, like, he jumps back off of Sparrow's arms, and they just hug each other, they go, we're special, we're special boys. You you boys sure are special, you're my two beautiful boys, but that doesn't explain how you got, I'll, I don't, ouch, ouch, oh, what, how oh, cheapers, creepers, oh, oh. Oak boys go, we're angels fear to tread. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Daddy, go count the highest. Find the highest number. Beat Max. Defeat Max. Stop! Stop! Okay, 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 okay. All right. Okay, this is fine. We'll figure this out, and we'll talk later about listening to the adults when they say don't do something dangerous, okay? But the important thing is that oh, cheesy crackers. We need to get you crackers. All right, you got food. We need to get you boys out of here. You can't be in a dungeon. It's really dangerous in here. I feel like we just killed a crab with a very little problem, so I'm feeling pretty confident right now, Father. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think in any other circumstances, a dog might get a treat for something like that, you know? It- <laughs> we could give you tummy rubs. <gasps> yeah. So with practiced dexterity and speed, Lark goes to your head and scratches your ears, and Sparrow, with both of his hands out, like his arms outstretched, is like going back and forth across your belly like they've done this many times. Oh. Okay, boys. Yes, Father. My leg starts kicking, like, automatically, and it kicks Henry. (laughs) Father, I believe Ronald is a good boy. (laughs) Ronald is a very good boy. You two have been... You two have been good boys in some ways, too, but also in some ways you could be better boys. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to be better boys from now on because I clearly can't trust you and I can't trust Glenn and Daryl to watch after you. I'm just going to have to take you along because Daddy has some important stuff to figure out in this dungeon. But I, I'll say this right now. If you two goof off anymore, we're walking right out of this dungeon and we're going to go do something really boring. We're going to balance a checkbook oh, no. and we're going to do our taxes and we're going to do taxes, boring no. adult stuff. So you better shape up if you want to be part of this adventure, okay? We're a team. Okay, we will we'll let you protect us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very mature of both of you. I'm very proud that you've gotten on board with that and you're taking me seriously now. 
All right. Always. Jen and Dom, these are my two beautiful sons, Lark and Sparrow. Hello. They did not turn into 100-year-old frogs for some reason, even though that seems to be what's going on in this dungeon. We are going to take them along on our adventure. Please just, they're very, very special to me, and we're going to protect them at all costs. So is that okay with you? Yeah, no problem with me. No any problem with you, Jenny. No, no problem, no problem with me, unless they want to start some shit. They want to start some shit, there'll be some shit. Okay. And Lark's like, I might want to start some shit. Hmm. But not right now. No, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Okay. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Rocket Money. Listen, you got subscriptions that you forgot about. I guarantee you, you have subscriptions that you're paying for. You're paying for every month that you don't even use anymore. Or sometimes you sign up for something and you sign up for something and the, the day later you don't even realize it. Rocket Money can cancel those subscriptions for you in a single click and they'll even help negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20 percent you just submit a picture of bill and rocket money takes care of the rest they'll deal with the customer service for you rocket money for those of you who don't know personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings you can see all of your subscriptions in one place with one tap and if you see something you don't want you just help cancel it just by tapping your fingers and their dashboard shows you monthly spending compared to last month so you can see where your habits are see how you're doing see how the trend lines are going they can help you create a custom budget and keep your spending on track. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddies. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddies, rocketmoney.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by KiwiCo. It's time. Kiwico. It's summertime. You ever do outdoor stuff in the summer? I would ride bikes. No, I've never gone no, outside. What, never gone. What, well, what uh, not, in, not in Phoenix. Yeah. Did you bike ride when you were like out in the summer or would you just bake? So when I was in Tucson when I was like bike riding age and yeah, we would just bake alive. The asphalt was so hot. And then by the time I was in Phoenix, I was in college, you know, who rides bikes? I do to get to class and yeah. to get to other places. And it was very hot. Yes. So okay. KiwiCo is inviting kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first ever summer adventure series. Ooh. Kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks with enriching content and fun activities to accompany each project. They have something for everyone and they offer different topics for each age, whether your child wants to explore space Hell or learn yeah. about dinosaurs yes. or learn about how dinosaurs were killed by an object from oh space. My God. I do have to say, looking at the KiwiCo website, there is a physics project for kids age five and up that is pinball? Are you freaking kidding Yo, me? Look at this marble oh, roller coaster. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and to stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure Series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where you build an actual bottle rocket, but not the kind that you light with a lighter. Help to turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. And, and Matt, as the parent in the room here, yeah. 
keeping your kid busy and creatively challenged. Constant struggle. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to avoid those screens. Then you got it. That's you gotta, the problem is that screens made them. Oh my God. Really screens make it way. so easy, but you want to avoid those screens. So you got to come up with fun stuff to do, activities. Cool. And like, look, you got a whole range, but you know how like you think you're prepared and you've got like a whole list of things. You're like, these activities this is going to last until my kid's in college. No. You were now them by like age no. four. Kiwiko does like, that I already like, done all the marshmallows with no. toothpicks and all the all the like make your own water. But I've done all these things. Kiwiko's doing that legwork for you so you can spend quality time just tackling the projects together. It must be nice, Matt, to be able to do these and just be like, I don't have to think. I can just play with do it. it. Convenient and personalized. You'll receive either all your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. Build the best summer ever with Kiwiko. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at kiwiko.com slash summer daddies. That's the best code we've gotten That's so really far. That's really good. 20% off your summer adventure at kiwi k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash summer daddies one word summer daddies well then let's get back to the business of solving this puzzle now guys this is a puzzle in a dungeon it's probably going to be really boring so i just need you to just hang with me okay it's going to take us a second to figure out all the clues to figure out all the stuff we've got to do now here's a question what is that obscured on that door that's covered in dust that big door to the south, that seems like it might be a useful clue. Hold on, let me get into my nifty bag of stuff here. Uh, what do you guys, do you guys think we're going to fight any vampires in this dungeon? <laughs> I mean, listen, it sounds like it's random encounters and rolls, so, I mean, shit, uh, it might. No, I've got a cross. I'm going to go ahead and I have a jar of holy water, and so I'm going to go ahead and throw that at the dusty part of the door to try to wash it off. Okay. One of my favorite things about all the D&D 1.0 stuff is how much stuff is very clearly geared for fighting vampires. It's like <laughs> it's a lot because I also have garlic. I have yeah, um, like eight yeah. out of 20 items are like vampire geared like specificity. The, the it's late like, 80s. There's a lot of because like Warhammer has like a vampire. Like late 80s, a lot of like vampire in like oh, hard fantasy. Interesting. Like the Lost Boys came out and everybody was like, ooh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and like um, Xanth. And like, it feels like all those fantasy covers, all those novels all had like dangerous, scary, sexy vampires. What can I say? Dangerous, sexy vampires, a perennial favorite. So you throw the vial of holy water. It shatters against the door expertly and washes away all the dust. And you see carved into that door. Where are we? Maybe you got to type. Where are we? Or no, you I think you have to answer it with the keyboard. Uh, you either got to answer it with the keyboard. Well, there's two other doors, right? So maybe we should check. Hey, this is an interesting clue. I feel like maybe there's other clues in these other doors. Oh, this is a weird place. Like, what is this? Like, who does this, right? Like, who builds a whole place and fills it with traps and clues? What's up with that, like, man? Come on. What's like, who would build this this way? I'm a, I asked the comments. Do you guys know anything about this dungeon? Like, what's the deal with this? Oh, oh, yeah. Our boss built this. Your boss built this? Wet? Not I, the whole dungeon. Sorry, just the trap. The, 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 basically, this place showed up. A long, long, long time ago. And then we sort of came in here and goblins are immortal, as you know. So we didn't turn into bearded goblins mm-hmm. and sort of chose to use this place as a cool hideout. <laughs> Once again, beard as bearded shorthand. goblins. Yeah, bearded as goblins, as you know. Old. <laughs> I, I was surprised my pinky just didn't get a little beard on <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But yeah, no, we just forgot what the password. But yeah, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, I think it's either those three words or it's the answer to that question of where this place is. I think there might be hints as to what this place is or where it came from originally around here somewhere. I will go to the east door and, uh, you know, I, I stand back on my on my back legs and then I kind of root around on the handle for a little bit and then I'm going, oh, and then it opens up. Oh, it's very cute. So you see an item uh, on a pedestal. And you are going to, right now, roll a D100, and I will tell you what that item is. Whoa. Oh, cool. <gasps> it's like those suits they wore in a scanner darkly, where it's like kind of taking a bunch of shapes at once you can't figure out. I got a 57. 
Okay, cool. You know, you could have said that you got a 69 and he would have to believe Damn. you. Damn. <laughs> That's how you know we're not faking our rolls because <laughs> <laughs> I got a 420 somehow. Okay, so with a 60, sorry, I literally thought you 69. <laughs> we don't fake so our rolls you, on Dungeons and Daddies unless they're 69. <laughs> so you see a pair of big green Balls. gauntlets. Hulk hands, Hulk hands, Hulk hands. <laughs> yeah, they look like Hulk hands. Hulkamania. Hulkamania will. What? Hulk They're Hulk hands. gloves. I know, yeah. I was just saying Hulkamania because it has the word Hulk in it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was required to pay Marvel like $500 every single time that he wrestled for the trademark. Oh, yeah. wow. That's pretty cool. Can I use the gauntlets as like armored paws <laughs> and type things? Um, Ron, wait, I got a feeling that if we lift those gauntlets off that little pedestal, maybe like that gauntlet's going to trigger a trap. It seems like there's a like a real trap heavy motif in this place. I don't want place. that. Go look at the other door. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and open the other door. But you heard something. Okay, so the other Carefully. door. Actually, no, because I'm an elf. I am going to become invisible, and then I'm gonna crack the door open. That's a thing you can do. Yeah, I remember I level said last one? time. Level one elves can like render themselves. Uh, hold on, let me look it up. But no, I thought I had a death laser. No, but I looked. I actually did my research. Um, <laughs> Elven cloak and boots. Wearing the cloak makes a person next to invisible, while the boots allow for totally silent movement. Okay, so I'm going cloaked up, and I'm sneaking in, Metal Gear Solid style, and I pop the door open to peer inside. Because you're essentially invisible, you can see inside is, I shit you not, a vampire. God damn it! <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I'm pasting it in the chat so you can see I didn't just make this up. This was from my prep. <laughs> he was always going the, to be a vampire, I'm not screwing you over. He even went blah! I should have known! He went The universe, other than counting out loud, it's the universal vampire noise. <laughs> I um, can't believe we've fallen for the most obvious vampire. So back outside the dungeon with the vampire and the children, Canary is working on getting the, I guess, the friar working or whatever. Not that hard, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at Glenn. I'm like, Glenn, I I mean, I'm not saying I would pick up a guitar like today, but like I was thinking about it. Can I still do it with no pinky? Oh, yeah, man. You 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 would be great. Yeah? Can you like A hand clamps down on your shoulder, Daryl, uh-huh. and you hear the familiar voice of Ron Stampler going, hey, it, the music is in you. You know, it's not about <gasps> what, wait, what, what hand I turn you around, use. Wait, what? Ron Stampler? I'm Ron. And you see Ron Stampler sitting there, and he looks kind of like- Oh, my God. Roll perception. What? What? <laughs> yes! Yes! What the fuck? Uh, 13. Can you believe this is how Anthony kicked me off the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, also roll perception. My perception roll comes up as a (laughs) one plus two, three, but one. It's a natty one. Both of you feel like, ah, it's just Ron being Ron. There's something about him that's a little bit weird. You're just noticing just weirdly the way that he's talking. It's kind of like only his upper lip is moving. Oh, no. (laughs) Otherwise, it seems like normal. And he's like, I believe in you, Daryl. Okay, so Ron, we see Ron, like Ron's body's up. Yeah, he's standing upright and speaking to oh, you. No, oh, Ron, no, how did you go? <laughs> Ron, how did you go? Oh, it, it was bad. It was violent. But now I'm back here with my friends, my good friends that I, that I love so much. I just wanted to say, I feel like you could be nicer to me and, uh, and I mean, that I care about you greatly, even though I don't always say it. 
And uh, yeah, you should not be so dickish. But generally, oh, yeah. How wow. are you doing? No, we love you, hey, Ron. I didn't realize that we were I'm being sorry. so. Hey, I, I appreciate. I, I mean, you know, I appreciate you too. I'm sorry if I came out a little hard. It's, you know, sometimes it's just this is stressful. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Just you know, just you don't need to bring up this conversation ever again because I, <laughs> I feel like it would be like overly emotional for me to remember <laughs> to talk about this again to revisit this. So okay, just between us, gals. Well, so are they cool? How are how are um, how are uh, the kids? They're good. They're good. Hey, yeah. you want to kiss real quick? Just real, real quick? Just a little bit? <laughs> what? Do you want to like, or you don't have to kiss, but just like, can I just brush my lips against your your lips for just a second? Like no, just I'd, a second. No, I'd rather not. Okay, I mean, that's it's, fine. It's cool. That's fine. It, the answer doesn't have to be yes right now. I just wanted to sort of, th- <laughs> sort of slide it out there, just sort of float it. Uh, hey, Ron, are you feeling okay? Now that you've apologized? Oh, better than ever. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, well um, I think Glenn. Are you hungry? Is, is, uh, Glenn is Henry going to get some fries? Yeah. Is Henry going to be okay in there? By the way, just because you clearly died and are out here now. Yeah, but the Eldark and Sparrow are down there, and they're pretty strong. They have a they have a kind of a weird magical energy that like similarly magical creatures can kind of just vibe with, and they can kind of feel it. And uh, you so, think they might be immortal? I don't know about that. I feel like that might be misleading. But well, yeah, Canary, you said that's, <laughs> hey, Canary, you said, Canary, watch, that's what Canary said. Canary, you said that's a chance, right? Yeah, yeah, they absolutely could be. I don't think they are, but they could be. That could be one of the reasons that they're uh, they're fine in there. Huh. I would prefer to think that they are because it makes me feel like they're going to be okay. <laughs> I yeah. can't really do anything about what they're doing in there. Uh, for all we know, they could be vampires. Oh, man, is Henry like real peeved oh. at us? Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely, peeved is definitely the exact word I would use. Mm. Mm. That's how I well, talk. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, cool guys? It's so upsetting that Anthony now plays both of my characters. <laughs> <laughs> Let me update you on what's going on up here. We're uh, getting, oh, oh, how are your pipes doing? We got to make sure your voice is all rested because they want us to perform later after all. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. I forgot. Let me, let me make sure. So, no, no, they're not good yet. No. Uh, okay. Interesting. But, hey, Ron, um, can you do the note that you hit with uh, Silent Night? The dual harmony thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely do that, but Glenn just asked me to give my voice a rest, so I feel like I should yeah, do hey, that. Yeah, hey, come on, Daryl. You don't push a vocalist. You gotta be careful before a performance. You can't. Of, you hey, can't. part of okay. being a friend. You're right, you're right, you're is, right. You know, not pushing boundaries that they don't want pushed, and, and my instrument is a boundary, so. Okay. Anyway, um. Sure, nobody hey. wants to talk over me? Including Anthony. Hey, Ron, we just, man, we just, I just apologize. It feels like you're yeah, kind of being no, rude I'm sorry. Right now. I just, I'm just very protective of myself. I'm just trying to engage in some self-love, you know? That's what it's all about. You, sh- you all should too, but I have a harder time reaching you because, you know, other people. Huh, huh. So what's going on with this fry thing? What's going on? Yeah, you like fries, Ron? Uh, I mean, who doesn't like fries, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I had one once and it, it upset my tummy. The crumbs are good, though. Wait, Ron, you don't like French fries? That's like the one food everybody likes, man. Well, if you don't like French fries, wait till you try it with my Rancho Bandito sauce. I just got to find some uh, parts for that, but I don't have that here. It's all right. Yeah. I remember at the end of the last episode, I had called forth the woodland creatures to try and meet me in the clearing kind of nearby, right? You had. Is this when you would want them to show up? Um, I'm going to walk over towards that clearing, but as I'm going over there, I want to pluck a leaf from a tree and I want to call Aaron. So Aaron goes, what it is? How you doing, Glenn? Hey, what's up? This is Glenn. Hey, Aaron, uh, you remember when you died? <laughs> oh, boy. 
I would love it if you didn't just bring it up really casually like that without warning me. But yeah, I do remember. Thanks. I remember when you let me die. Correct. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Something's weird with Ron. Oh, well. Wait, you see it too? Eh, It doesn't matter. Just Ron being Ron. I rolled low. That's true. Anyway, sorry. What's going on? There was like these three birds that like brought you back to life. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're my uh, familiars, my friends. Are they free right now? I could use their help. What is fucking going on? What is happening? Glenn, what are you doing? Podcast? So Aaron goes like off mic. is like, hey, you guys doing anything? Yeah, just to Oakvale. I know, I know, but it's for, it's for the daddies. I kind of owe them slightly, slightly. So yeah, no. Okay, they're, they're on their way. All right, cool. I got to get into a meeting real quick. I'll call you back. And then I hang up. Okay. <laughs> Clint, I was going to ask if she could fix my finger. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It's cool. I just wanted to end it really cool like I was like in the meeting. I Clearly, the animals aren't here yet. I just like to say that I'm in the meeting. That's a really easy way to get off the phone, by the way. If you just say, I'm about to walk into a meeting, and then you just yeah, <laughs> you can just hang up on people. I'm sorry, Daryl. I should have thought about that. It's okay. Hey, Peyton. Yes, Daddy. I mean, son. I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you... I feel like your old man or your son. Your I I'm I'm a little lost. You just got you got any sense of what's going on around here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this place. This place is really weird. Yeah, uh, me neither. Yeah, no, I would I would love to get out of here. Oh, by the way, are they right. frying up vegetables yet? Like, come on. Oh yeah, they're doing it. Okay, okay. They're doing it. Okay. Freddie, if this builds up to like a better Nate than Lever, I'm gonna quit the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to the dungeon. Is there anything else in this room, Anthony? So there's nothing else in the room other than the vampire, but on the vampire's lapel, you can <laughs> see a badge. What does the badge say? You can't tell from this distance, but it's not like a sheriff's badge. It's like a pin-on, like, I work at a place badge. Okay. You know, Lark and Sparrow are the best equipped to fight this thing right now. Yeah. What Except, do you mean? No, they're the worst because they can actually die. No. no, but I'm saying they have wooden stakes. <laughs> Matt, if you knew anything about fucking vampires, you but give, poser. Give them to, don't let the, ki- the kids can die. Henry quietly closes the door, and he turns to the rest of the group and says, there's a vampire in there. There's a freaking vampire and he's got like a badge on him and probably some stupid clue. God, I hate this stupid dungeon so much. Nothing's going right. Freaking kids are here. Everything's father, gonna, father, dang, father, father. What? Father. Both of them just start stroking your legs because <laughs> they're on the, the ground floor again. They're in dog mode. Yeah, they're in dog mode. Henry starts doing his breathing exercise again. Yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's just, it's very stressful right now, boys. Henry, we already fought a vampire. We fought two. We fought, we fought a bazillion true. of them. We can take this guy easy. And you know what's cool is I've got some cool gear with me right now. Like, I've got some garlic, so we could probably do something with that. I've got a cross, so we could hold that up and maybe... And are they allergic to mirrors or something? Vampires can't see themselves in mirrors, Father. What about... Um, and they sparkle and they're beautiful. What about silver? Is there anything with silver with vampires? Uh, silver. I believe silver is primarily oh, werewolves, yeah. Father. Mm. Uh, no, silver as well, actually, in vampire lore. That's actually where the mirror thing comes from, because the idea is that older mirrors had silver backs, and that's why they can't see themselves. Oh, that's fun. Little vampire trivia here coming from the F Wong to you. In the Wikipedia article for the film Blade, uh, it, it appeared <laughs> that the main liquid he used to stop people was a mixture of, of silver and garlic. So any of those things would work, Father. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I don't want to fight a freaking vampire. It took forever last time. It was really scary. I just want to know what's on this guy's badge, okay? So we can get the clue and we can get out of here. So what I'm going to do is open the door. I'm going to yell at the vampire. I'm going to get him to tell me the thing, and then I'm going to run out, and then I'll close the door and jam it with this cross, and then maybe that'll burn the handle on the other side or something as long like as you don't like invite him in, you can go there and then come back yes. and he won't follow you. <laughs> Does that work if you're already indoors? Yes. Yes. No, I, I think, think if you're room. in his house, I don't know. Well, no, no here's works. what you could do is you could say 
that this room belongs to you now. You can lay claim no, to it. Plant how, a little flag. Works. He's, Would that stand up to a housing for... board? You throw a couple beer cans on the floor, and you're like, this is my house. Yeah, All right, you guys. can't just run into a bathroom and be like, no, Angel, you can't come into the bathroom. <laughs> this is a different house now. Whoa, nobody going there. Room. <laughs> There's no universe in which Beth would not say, you can't come in this bathroom, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> no, David Boreanaz, you can't come into this bathroom. <laughs> All right. I'm getting pretty fed up with this crazy mystery dungeon. It's all its puzzles. So we're just going to, I get, forget it. I'm just going in and I open the door okay. and I march in and I go, Hey, and I hold up the cross at the vampire and the vampire turns goes, Bleh! and it like, it, it uh, recoils in horror. a little uh, bit. He's like, all right, Mr. Vampire, I don't want to fight you. I want to leave you alone. I just want to know what the deal with your badge is. What does it say on your badge? Okay. So he's going to roll to see if he gives a shit about you or not. Okay. He's negative about you, but it doesn't really matter because you've got him under a cross right now. He goes, just the, the badge. I just found this on a dead person. Take it, take it. But disgusting, the cross. Oh, and it throws it at you. <laughs> Andy, okay. I love it. Yeah. All right. I, what is on the badge? The badge says Oak Ridge Nuclear Facility. And Oak Ridge is bolded. Wow, a clue. Thanks, Mr. Vampire. We're going to go. Um, Close the door. What? <laughs> Close the door. Okay, I closed the door. Don't come out here. I'm not going to if you have the cross. That's disgusting. It's garish. Okay, what are you doing in here? What's your deal? Garish. I, I hang out here and then I go eat people and I come back. Mm, I don't like that. I feel bad about that. Then but do I also something kinda... about it, pussy. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 I don't generally Excuse use me. that word. I just felt don't, like it was comedically don't, don't appropriate. Do, hey, hey, don't throw gendered insults around. I know it was problematic. I'm sorry. Yikes, man. Yikes. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm going to go. All right. You feel pretty bad about that. You should. A little, I, yeah. I slam the door shut and I, think I, jam, about what I, did. I jam the cross in the, uh, in the door oh jam God. so that it blocks it. I think this brief encounter with this problematic vampire is my favorite th- thing that's ever happened on this problematic podcast. Okay. Yes. Well, that answers the question, doesn't it? We're at Oak Ridge thing. Oak Ridge. What does it say? Uh, nuclear facility, but the words that are bolded are Oak Ridge. Okay. <laughs> Good thinking, Ron. Let's type in Oak Ridge on this keyboard. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I wish we could use it. We use our big hands for it. <laughs> hey, Ron, you know, I'm feeling pretty cocky after blasting through that last one. If you want to go for those gloves, I say go for I it. I am. You know, I, I'm going to get my mage hand uh, stick and then I'm just going to sort of knock over the hands like I'm a big rambunctious dog uh, on Thanksgiving. You know what we could do is use our 50 foot rope as a lasso to try to lasso him over here. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I didn't want to step on your thing. It felt like you had a fun thing you wanted no, to do. No, no, I have nothing going on for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm my most pure self in here right now with you. I'm having a really good time. I feel like a really good boy. And, you know, out there, I don't know, there's just something about myself out there that maybe I just feel like I can't really be myself. You look so different without a mustache. <laughs> and as a dog. There's no rule that says dogs can't have <laughs> mustaches. <laughs> um... <laughs> You lasso one with one 50-foot rope, and then... I use my lasso to try to catch yes. the things. The whole cans. I think you just do that. Do I have to make a roll or anything? That I feels don't like think a, so. We just like, do it. I think it just, oh, it just takes time, basically, because okay. you're doing something... If you're doing something careful and clever, then I have to roll to see if a monster shows up, okay. and a monster does not show up. So you All successfully right. lasso the whole cans off of the... God damn it, now I'm calling them the whole cans. <laughs> off of the, uh, the podium... The entire room begins to fill with fire as a weight that it was depressing sort of rises back up and it singes the whole cans as you pull them out. But otherwise, they're fine. Hey, we got whole cans. Yay. Cool gloves. Um, 
What are these? Do you, hey, goblins, do you know anything about these gloves? You know what this is about? Ooh, let us see, let us see. And they both uh, come over the, the gauntlets, and one of them says, Ooh, I guess the only way to know for sure is to put them on. It's like, I'm not going to put them on. What if they're like poison bad gloves? And the other one goes, oh, don't be a baby. And he goes, yes, that's how you call somebody a coward without gendering it. You say baby. And he goes, yeah, we know that. I know that. You know that. And he goes, okay, okay. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll put them on. Heck, why not? And he puts them on and he goes, oh, I feel real strong. This is great. Okay, great. Well, that's great that one of the goblins got the cool treasure. No, you can have them. I'm just testing them out for you. You were nice. That's very generous. That's very generous. Jenny holds them out to you. Thank you very much, Jenny. Now. Lark and Sparrow, and I turn to them and I hold up the gauntlets. Yes, father. I say, if I give you each one of these gauntlets, do you think you can be responsible (laughs) with them? Can you be responsible, boys, with these power gauntlets? Father, father. And tears are rolling down their (laughs) cheeks. They both take a knee like they're about to be knighted. They go, we would do whatever is necessary for these gauntlets. Interesting. All right, this dungeon is your test to see if you are worthy of wielding these awesome power gauntlets, okay? And then I put them in my bag and I tie the bag shut. (laughs) Tears begin to just stream down their faces. Dangerous game. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we type in Oak Ridge into the keyboard. Yeah, great. The door at the other end of the room opens up and uh, you see stairway leading to floor three of this dungeon. And I say, adventure team, onward. So as you ascend to the third and, though you don't know it, final floor of the dungeon, uh, let's go back and check on the, the Fry Boys. Freddie, why don't you just establish the scene since you seem to be the only one knowing what's going on right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, what you know what am what's I doing? On. What's Peyton doing? What's, what's happening? See, most mystery box TV shows hit you with one mystery box. We got a two-box special. What's going on in the dungeon? What the fuck is Freddie doing? We're going from one box to the other. Here we go. All right, so I'm back outside. I'm in this sort of little forested forested glen, as it were. Uh, <laughs> And uh, (laughs) how many animals have showed up? (laughs) About a dozen animals of various shapes and sizes have shown up. And the three birds uh, that you remember who revived Aaron have shown up as well. And motion over to Daryl and Ron. Like, Ron, you guys, you know, Peyton, too. You guys can get in on this. You want dad huddle? Dad huddle with these beautiful woodland creatures. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming. I mean, they might be dads. Uh, So (laughs) in general, the woodland creatures kind of like bow at you, except for the birds that are like, yes, we're happy to be here. Call me Papa John. <laughs> so real quick, just show of um, paws and wings, I guess. How many of you people are weirded out by this place? Can I just get just like some you know, good, honest, honest feedback here? How many people are weirded out by this place? About half of them raise their hands. Okay, ever, the rest of you, you're good. This, you guys, you guys can, you guys are good. I just want to try and talk to the ones who kind of think this place is weird. And, you know, maybe try and, you know, just, just have a word with them. That's all right. Subtle. It's a subtle cunning ruse. <laughs> So the animals all kind of like shrug as much as they're biologically capable of doing. Nineteen plus nine, twenty-eight persuasion on. I didn't even bother asking because I knew it was going to work. So they all kind of shrug, and uh, the the half that do like this place kind of head off. Okay, but one of the deer turns around and like eyes you suspiciously. (laughs) (laughs) I go eh, I go eh, yeah, and I I kind of lean in conspiratorially toward the rest of the animals. Like all right, so the rest of you, and also Aaron's birds. Thank you so much for joining us. I've done a little bit of research and reconnaissance. How would you like to burn this motherfucking place to the ground? <laughs> what? That's going to be a persuasion rule disadvantage for sure. Well, they all hate the place, though. That's a, both a 24 they don't and a 22. Hate, they just dislike it. 24 I don't want to burn down 22. Every... <laughs> Clint, what? Daryl, let's take a quick moment here and review what we've learned. Okay. When I handed the spliff off to 
Canary. Uh-huh. You almost dropped it there. Don't drop the dube. Sorry, did I get you? Are you okay? Like, it was lit. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it hurt a little bit, but like... I fumbled it on purpose to specifically test two things. Number one, can these people be hurt accidentally, i.e. without ill intent, or does the magic in fact permeate this entire force to make violence impossible? Okay, I'm following. The fact that she reacted to the burn indicates two things. One, these people are in fact mortal. And two, that combustion and fire specifically work in this area. Okay. And I light up that split. <laughs> oh my god. I spark my lighter. Number two, you'll notice that- You have like a corkboard with like, with like red twine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Daryl's like slightly stepping back from Glenn and is like holding Peyton tighter to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Just... The jazz music from Homeland starts playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I hear you. Number two. You've already said number two. This is like the second number <laughs> so two. We're, we're like our fourth. There were two, and then we went to number one. Now we're the going first to B. One. All right. Now to go. To, now we're going to use this letters. This is Pee Wee describing all the evidence of his bike theft. Yeah, exactly. B. I've asked for fried vegetables. Do they have like an old timey like cooking pot, like in the middle of a bubbling stew, going yes. at all times, like old times? Yes, they have exactly that. Then you fill that pot up with some hot oil. You know what I'm saying? These people have no idea how to fry things. That pot is a ticking oil time bomb as the fire continues to apply heat to it. All we need to do to make our escape, if we need to, I'm not saying we have to, but if we need to, is we just need to disturb the oil in that pot when it gets hot enough. And that's where the rest of these animals come in. Once it gets hot enough, all you guys gotta do is grab- Every single animal's going, uh? <laughs> Wait, Glenn. I just wanted to, are we still going to get some fries, though? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Before all of this happens, we can get fries. What's the okay. worst way to put on the oil fire, Daryl? Water? Exactly. What were we doing two episodes earlier? We were hanging out by the lake, possibly fishing. Tell you what, I saw some fish in that lake. Why don't we sharpen some sticks and we can go fishing? All these animals need to do is get some water, grab little, like, uh, sticks or rocks from the water or, or little leaves with, like, little water bundles and drop it into the pot, which will cause an explosive conflagration of oil and water and to set this whole place Killing on fire. Killing all of them instantly. No, 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 no. They're going to fly over it. That's, the, the bird, that's where the birds come ago. in. Yeah, I mean, if we gotta make an escape, I don't quite follow it, but like, it, it, but but if we gotta make an escape and you came up with like a really cool bomb, like that's pretty good. I mean, when you turn back around, all the animals are gone except for Aaron's three birds, and they they raise a wing and like salute you. <laughs> I go, Worst case scenario, we gotta burn this place down to the ground. Whatever, we move on. We'll probably take the anchor down with it. Two birds, one stone. Sorry, excuse the expression. I look over to the birds. <gasps> the birds gasp. <laughs> excuse the expression, human expression. Best case scenario, we get some french fries. Glenn, I look him straight in the eye. I don't follow that. You, you've probably known by now. I'm not, uh, I don't really follow science very well. Um, <laughs> is Ron's like, it's like sliders. It's just like in sliders. <laughs> just like in okay. sliders. I understand. Like no, it seems like something they would do in sliders for sure. Is what you just said, it will work. The question Daryl asked word for word is what you just said. It will work. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you said. Will it work? I don't know. 
Oh, well, that wasn't the confidence I was looking for, but okay. I mean, yeah, I appreciate I think it's got the- a pretty good chance of succeeding. And also, just to lay all my cards on the table, not all my cards are on the table. I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Glenn, I was about to say, like, it's really, I appreciate, like, that's really gung-ho attitude. I'm really glad you're looking out for us. Like, we could have helped. You could have just let us know. You could let me know what's going on. So, you know, if you were going to try to make a bomb or something, I could have tried to help out, make a bomb. But that's cool. We should probably well, keep I mean, it on I the didn't know low. that you were coming back so soon. I mean, you died really fast. Yeah. You died really fast. And what appears to be. Hey, so Ron. Uh, no, but I died real heroic in second. So, like, it's not it's not as bad. No, that's true. I don't know why I felt being competitive about that. You did a really good job. I was... Thank you. Thank you. This is the kind, this is the kind of spirit I want to see going forward, guys. One, two, three doodlers. One, okay, two, three yeah. doodlers, Ron. Doodlers. One, two, three. Doodlers. And then we saunter on back to where the giant pot of oil is boiling up, acting like nothing happened. Great. The three birds fly away and come back with a bucket full of water, and they're just waiting in the wings of the forest with, like, thumbs up. (laughs) So you head up to the third floor, and you are in a very, very large room. Uh, You can see that lining the walls of this room are black rods sticking out of holes in the walls, in the center of the room, what you really notice is a film projector with a reel-to-reel in it, and it's got a film reel inside of it. There is a large hobgoblin sort of examining the projector, trying to figure out, like, what's going on with it. Like, whisper to the goblin, say, hey, is that hobgoblin with you? Oh, yeah, that's our boss. Is she going to be cool with us? Uh, it kind of depends. It's kind of a, like a one-in-three kind of a thing, chance of <laughs> she'll be okay. cool with you or well, not. Well, I have a trick or two up my sleeve, and I say, hail and well met, Hobgoblin. I am Henry Oak. A Hobgoblin turns around and goes, blah, blah, look, what? Dom, Jenny, is this food? And they go, no, 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 no. This is, this is Fred. Oaks are friends, not, not food. food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. What are you doing here? This is our place. This is our home. This has something to do with where I come from. Somehow. I don't know. I'm looking for the truth of my own origins because I it's a complicated story, but I'm here on a mission of knowledge with my two beautiful sons. This is Larkin Sparrow. What is your name, kind lady? My name is Greg. Greg? That's a beautiful name, Greg. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, David McCarthy, by the way. He gave us the name Craig. How many G's did David put in there? <laughs> the normal amount. Well. His description of the name is just Greg. <laughs> I respect the fucking hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hail and well met. What is this place? So Greg says, oh, this is a dungeon that sort of appeared here many, many moons ago. And uh, uh, did they tell you? And they're like, we told him. And, and uh, the other two goblins are like, yeah, no. So we came in here and we made it our place. We share. It's sort of a duplex. We share one of the rooms with a vampire. He's kind of a dick. Don't worry about him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's on timeout right now. He called me a very bad word. And uh, he's, he's very gonna, problematic. Yeah. So in the corner, you see a woman who looks like the dictionary definition of the word spunky. But one thing you notice is that unlike the goblins, unlike the residents of Oakvale, she is dressed in clothing that looks like it's from the 1920s in America. She's wearing a flapper cap. She's got a dress um, and it stands out to you. Um, Who's this back here? This young lady over here. Oh, the weird, the weird. And as she turns to point at the girl, the girl turns and sees you and goes, oh, you've come. You finally come. And she walks up to you all jaunty and stuff. And she goes, oh, please, please, please. You must, you must watch the film. It'll explain everything. Uh, <laughs> Hi, uh, who are you? I'm, I'm Henry Oak. I'm, this is my beautiful boy, Larkin Sparrow. You seem to be from, from earth, right? Just based on the way you're dressed and everything. I just, I don't, I don't quite understand who you are. Well, who I am is a little bit complicated. There's, there, there's the me, me inside. And then there's the, what you're looking at. And what you're looking at is yeah, hundred percent human. I... Sorry to interrupt, but I feel the exact same way as this dog. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm a little confused. Where are we? What is this place? Well, this is the Oak Ridge Nuclear Facility. And if you just watch the film, everything will make sense. That's, I presume, why the wise and just Barry Oak sent you here. The wise? So you know my father? Mm-hmm. I really wish everyone would stop being so gosh darn coy about what the heck is going on. Why do I got to watch a film? Why don't you just tell me what this is, lady? I could just tell you, but like, yeah, I mean, if you'd have every reason to not believe me, I guess. But I could just tell you what's on I the just, film. I just, I'm getting like a brainwashy vibe from you and... Okay, okay, okay. So all my cards on the table. Okay. She goes, actually, get close. I have to tell you a secret. Mm-hmm. I promise it's fine. I promise. <laughs> I promise. All right, I turn to my boys and I say, if anything fucking crazy happens right now, you run. You run the other way. And if you don't run away and back out the door away from this bad lady, you're never getting the uh, cool gauntlets, okay? And I look at them. Like serious, serious eyes. And then I say, Ron, look after my boys. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> but you can't possibly do any worse than glance. Ron, be a good boy and look after my boys. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I sit. <laughs> On the kids. I, I step <laughs> forward and lean in to whisper to what this woman has to say. A little bit closer. Mm, okay. Just a, li- just a little bit closer. Mm, okay. And she goes, <sighs> and she farts on you. And she goes, oh, you just got pranked again by the number one, the only horse. Oh, horsey, you dink. When Barry wanted somebody to take this job, I was the first one. He said, hey, look like this dude's grandma and then fart on him. He didn't say the second part. I just thought it would be funny. Wait, 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 Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, and myself, Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is a song called All Right by Maxton Waller. Special thanks to Jason Dutton, Phil Cuvion, and David McCarthy for names we used in this episode. How did they do that? Well, they're Patreon supporters, folks like Black Mesa Radio, Alexandra Lilly, Eric Whitworth, Alyssa Skebby, Justin Peters, Jacob Gladio, Aaron Patterson, The Ned Oftipa, John Nall, Hamilton Wynn, Zach Vettel. Schmerz, Potted Penguin, Justin Hoffmaster, Keenan Kosinski, Nicholas Swirschek, oh, Polish names, you get me every time, Mary Saul, Nick Gorman, Jared Lee, Pearl Simmons, and David N.S. You know, when you don't have your last names, I'm never quite sure if I should just, like, figure out your last name, or if you're, like, laying low and you're, like, in witness protection or something. Anyway, some merch news. We've partnered up with DFTBA, don't forget to be awesome, Hank Green's company, to fulfill our merchandise. So practically what this means is that we'll actually have decent international shipping rates and it'll also give us the ability to get new merch stuff spun up way faster than before we're putting the finishing touches on transitioning everything over on the storefront this week we're planning on relaunching on wednesday september 2nd so head on over to dungeonsanddaddies.com or dftba.com to see the new store gonna try and get some new items in there as well for pre-order for updates follow us on twitter dungeons and dads reddit.com slash r slash dungeons and daddies for the subreddit thank you so much for listening our next episode is coming at you september 15th we will see you then there was a time when you could read between the lines You know they never brought you down Never brought you down
You Sorry, okay? just hit, yeah, I just hit my foot. Oh. oh, that wasn't the crab doing some voice acting. <laughs> no, 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 ah. that was that was what happens when I'm in pain. Dungeons Dads is brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect? Or are we? Or are we? Aura. We Aura. Aura Frames. Aura Frames. If you've got pictures of seals, I know where you should go. Crank them onto your Aura Frames and give it to your mom. There's a big scroll that you're like, I got to take a picture of that. Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. You can put pictures of seals on there if you want. You can put pictures of Seal, the singer, on there if you want. They allow you to share and display. You can buy a bunch of these and put other, like, gross stuff on them for your goon room. It's true. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload <laughs> and share photos. a goon room photos. your mom's comfortable walking into. <laughs> <laughs> Via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame. Listen to this, Anthony, with preloaded photos and memories. There we Dude, go. Dude, I Meta preloaded gooning. my Aura frame with pictures of Pitbull and Pitbulls. So sometimes I get Mr. Worldwide and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> no matter just, what, you win. I'm just being silly. I have great photos on my aura frames and I love it. It's so a there. great Mother's Day gift this year, Beth. You could give mom. I already did. I did it for last month. Yeah, I got one for my mom too. You moms did. fucking love moms it. Love moms this love this shit. Moms love it. For aura. From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura That's like frame. a goon room that- for a mom is just photos of your kids. <laughs> 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 Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and select it. Go in there and you see how long you can go without calling your kids. (laughs) 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 And select it as one of Oprah's favorite things. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code DUNGEONS at checkout for your mom to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Haya. Oh, wow. I did not realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate. It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time when you talk about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom. That was my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom. But really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Oh, I thought you were going to say you replaced your vitamins with gummy bears. Because that would be that a That would have been a smarter a move. I could have done that. Well, you might as oh, well, wow. because most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute to Disgusting. a of health issues. Ew, gross. High fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Hayas pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, 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 B12. That one came out weird. That was Presley here for vitamin B12. Vitamin D, B12. That's why this is the Oh, we got our zinc. Folate, vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would that you, you say imagine. that this product is a hunk of hunk of burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good, even though I don't take I don't take them. Oh I'm too my pills, <laughs> my gummies. <laughs> they also have a new kids probiotic and nighttime essentials. 
We've worked out a special deal with Haya. For their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin, receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash daddies. This deal is not available on their regular website. This is a special Secret URL. You understand? Deal is website. one for the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, HayaHealth.com slash daddies, and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.